In this episode, we speak with Kim Lecha, CEO of Typeform, a no-code SaaS platform with thoughtfully designed tools that help companies grow their business by engaging with their audience. It provides a refreshingly different form builder that helps companies collect zero-party data while providing a stellar brand experience. The company is backed by Sofina, General Atlantic, Index Ventures, and other notable investors. Kim joined Typeform in 2018 as Chief Operating Officer, bringing more than 20 years of experience at high-growth companies. He was recently recognized by the Software Report as one of the top 50 SaaS CEOs of 2023. I'm your host, RJ Lumba. We hope you enjoy the show. If you like the episode, click to follow. RJ Lumba is the managing partner of GrowthCap and the executive chairman of Market Insight Media. He is the host of Growth Investor, a podcast featuring today's best investors, executives, and founders. In the minutes ahead, we'll uncover insights and strategies for accelerating growth and succeeding in business. Kim, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. It's a delight to be with you. Thank you, RJ. It's uh, really my pleasure, and I'm very much looking forward to our conversation. So we'll, we'll cover a lot of ground here, talking about kind of your journey in, in your career, as well as the company. Maybe just to help set the stage is tell us about Typeform and the solutions that it provides. So I'll start by saying that Typeform is the very best way companies can collect what we call zero-party data, so data from humans, especially when these humans do not have a incentive to provide this data. So think about marketers, salespeople wanting to do a customer acquisition job, right? So those prospect customers do not necessarily want to engage with this uh, uh, online interaction or think of how difficult it is for a product manager, a product designer to recruit customers to provide feedback on a feature or answer uh, research that is needed for maybe an idea that that product manager or product designer is willing to put into place, right? So in a world where more and more of these, let's say, business to people interactions are happening online, David and Robert, our founders, uh, Typeform founders, thought, how can we make this growing number of online interactions feel as human as possible. And the idea was, what if these online interactions that happen between a, a machine, a web, and, and a human, what if they were conversational, just like people like you and me are talking, right? And so that led to, with the inspiration of a movie where a machine was actually talking to people, they thought, okay, what if we make that respondent experience conversational, feel human through that conversation? And that created the first foundational pillar of, of Typeform, which is respondent experience first. Make something that the respondent finds easy to do, easy to respond to, very enjoyable, and also as personalized as possible, because everybody wants to feel valued for, you know, who everybody is, for our own individuality, right? So they want to talk to me, right? So that was the first thing. And that connected with a key definition of success for our customers, which is higher completion rates, more and more truthful data. And the second pillar of that was, okay, 
that's the respondent. But what about our customer, the creator, right? Can we also make an experience that is very easy and it's also very enjoyable, right? And that was the first ideas around consumerization of B2B. So it's it's a professional tool, but that doesn't make it necessarily difficult, right? It can be also very easy to engage with, to use, and to get value from it. Mm-hmm. So in addition to that, for the creator, we also think you need not only very valuable information that comes directly from those humans that you want to have that interaction with, but also it's a moment of truth for you to stand out, to engage that important audience in a way that differentiates you from the rest. So in addition to being easy and enjoyable for the creator, it is also highly customizable, right? So that online interaction, that moment of truth you're creating with your audiences, with those individuals in those audiences, is also a different type of interaction to maybe whatever other company in the market is doing with these same audiences, right? So you can stand up. Mm-hmm. So I would say that, just to summarize, I would say we are the very best way to collect zero-party data or data from humans because we are the only ones that think both of the creator and the respondent experiences and bring that together through this easy, enjoyable, customizable, and highly personalized experience. You're solving it a very important problem. And with the way you describe it, it's done so in a very elegant way. I can imagine, though, that it, it is quite difficult to get the respondent to engage because everyone is busy. I know my interactions online, and if I get a prompt saying, oh, how was your experience? I'm like, okay, this is a bot kind of speaking to me, and I'm not going to waste the time. Obviously, Typeforms has been very successful. So how have you kind of cracked the code on this? So every company, every startup uh, that wants to be successful needs to do something disruptive, right? So it has to be different to what others are doing or just it doesn't exist and then you do it like for the first time. I think the the code was cracked when thinking about that respondent experience and thinking about the use of this uh, real estate around the, let's say, the form being conversational, right, only occupies a certain space, right? And the rest can be used to create experience that is very innovative, very refreshing, very new, right? So you can add uh, videos and images. And so what happened is that obviously, let's say people are busy, as you say, so you have to talk to the right person with the right content in the right moment, right? And and I would say even through the right channel or device, right? Because if I am very busy, I might be willing to help you, but just now it's not possible, right? So, mm-hmm. but by creating that very refreshing, innovative, enjoyable experience, what we achieved was more completion rate. So back in the day also, let's say in the first period, Typeform grew a lot. And over time, we have enjoyed, we have experienced uh, incredible growth. The the first bit of that was product-led growth. So in the period from 2013 to around the end of 2018, we already got to around 35,000 paying customers, right? So basically through the product, basically through our users benefiting from those higher completion rates, benefiting from their possibility of creating a better experience for their valued audiences. And I would say to that, some of these users 
the growth of the product is organic and is viral, not because it's a great experience for the respondent, but also because the creator talks about it, right? So a lot of these marketers and product people, they go to places and they say, wow, I'm using this tool. It's really easy. It's really good. It really gives me what I need, right? Mm -hmm. We grew a lot thanks to the product. And at the end of 2018, we were looking at that growth lever and trying to understand that it became apparent that every customer that created the form and shared that form was actually creating awareness to hundreds of people that would engage. Mm -hmm. And some of these people would say, oh, I like that. So as a professional in my company, maybe I could also use that, right? So that created that first kind of growth loop for Typeform. Mm -hmm. At the end of 2018, looking at that, we thought, okay, so customers are our North Star. We need more customers. And how can we augment and accelerate the pace at which we acquire customers? So the way we thought about it was what could be as simple as possible, as scalable as possible, with a fast enough feedback loop so that we end up knowing if it works for us or not soon enough, right? So it doesn't take lots of years or but just a few months to know if this works and within our means, right? And because we had risen Series B in 2017, we had cash available, right? So we could invest. And the solution in that moment was paid marketing. And we became very, very good at this. We focused a lot. We became very, very good. And then we grew our customer base in the period of 19 to 22 by a bit more than 3.5 times, right? And now at the end of 2022, we are thinking, well, this job is never done, right? So what got us here will not get us there. So we have to continue reinventing ourselves with new levers and new ways. So we have changed our North Star. It's no longer a number of customers, it's number of submissions. Submissions is the data that our customers get. And that equates very, very directly with the value our customers get. So our focus is no longer number of customers, is more value to our customers, right? Mm -hmm. And because of that, we are rethinking our whole approach in our go-to-market with one concept we call one funnel, and also thinking how can we ensure, how can we enable and facilitate that our customers use Typeform for a lot more things. Mm -hmm. Are your customers predominantly in consumer companies or is your solution applicable to all markets? So generally, because we have grown, we have right now more than 155,000 paying customers. In a way, it represents the market, right? So there's many different industries represented here. I would say software companies, professional service companies, e-commerce so they are a bit more predominant, right? We have also healthcare. We have many, many different industries. Last data I have is around 60% are B2C. Let's say uh, their customer is a consumer and 40% of them are B2B. So their customer is another company. Mm -hmm. I'd like to switch over into your leadership style. It, it seems like you've done a very nice job and you've kind of developed the skills along the way throughout your career path to become a good CEO. And congratulations, by the way, on, on being named a, a top 50 SaaS CEO of 2023. Can you tell us like, what is a key insight that you could 
share with other leaders about building an organization? Yeah, I am very proud of having received this award. And what I told the company, and, and I want to also make sure it's well understood, I represent Typeform. I am maybe the one of the most visible people, but Typeform is a great team. And therefore receiving this award is only a reflection of what Typeform is, what Typeform has achieved. And this is not what I did or what I achieved is what everybody in Typeform has done, right? So in, in that sense, I'm, I'm very proud. I'm very proud for our team and, and Typeform. The first thing I would say is I am a learner. So one of my key strengths, one of my key focus is continuous learning. And I remember, let's say, when I became the CEO at the end of 2018, I was uh, one day riding my bicycle. I like bicycling as a sport. Uh, I spend a lot of time behind screens. So when I can, I am outdoors with my mountain bike. I was riding the bicycle and thinking, wow, I am a first-time CEO in a new company with a new team in a different business, right? I was coming from, let's say, mobile gaming, which is a... It was a different company, a different industry, a different team. And at that point, I was not the CEO, but the COO. So everything, all vectors in my, let's say, professional career changed, right? And so that was the first thing. So what do I need to learn? Uh, how can I be the best CEO that I can be for the needs of this company? Because in the end, what is most important is that this company is successful. And this company can only be successful by making our customers the heroes of our story. And for that, we need also the best, the best people, the best team available, right? So in that sense, one, continuous learning, continuous uh, curiosity. How can I be better at my job? How can I enable others in a better way? The second thing for me would be clarity, right? So what we do is not easy, no? A lot of times this goes back to also one of my preferred sentences, which is, if it was easy, everybody would do it. The important thing is that it's not whether it's easy or not, is whether it's worth it. And I think that helping tens of thousands and, and currently 155,000 plus customers do their job better, be better professionals themselves, I think that makes it completely worth it. So in that sense, because it's difficult, a lot of times comes down to clarity. What is the goal? How do we achieve this goal with one or two needle-moving, high-priority initiatives, right? And I keep thinking about it all the time. And obviously, in Spain, we, we have Don Quixote. He was not completely alone. He, he had a sidekick, uh, Sancho Panza. But in a way, he was trying to do everything on his own, right? So, and that's also something that never happens. So that's always why I think surround yourself with the very best people, better than you in their crafts, create the very best dynamics, share that one goal. So we are all here to achieve something together, right? So that one goal that we have, and that's also very, very important. You will not succeed and do great things alone. I'd like to touch on your investors. You've got, you know, some very notable investors, General Atlantic and Index. Can you tell us a little bit about the role they play and how they've kind of helped the company? Yes, yes. So 
I think of my investors and let's say their representatives in, in the board as my partners. And I would say this is an advice, right, that, that I can also give. Think of them as your partners in building the very best company you can build. And in that sense, when you are thinking about the funding round, the next one or something, what I go back to is clarity around what is the goal of that, right? So do you need more money? Do you want to minimize dilution? Do you want to add, let's say, another partner with specific skills, uh, a specific knowledge, a specific access? And, and that clarity of the goal, also what's been very useful for me is to think about ranking priorities because you might want to achieve a number of these things, but then there's trade-offs, right? So if I want to achieve more of these, I'm probably giving up a little bit of that. And so those priorities and trade-offs have to be clear and have to be aligned with the board, right? So as the top executive and as part of the leadership team, we might have our own goals, but this has to be also aligned and it's useful to align the board from the beginning, let's say, right? That's most important. Specifically for Typeform and considering that they are our partners, what we wanted always was people that are excellent at what they do. So similarly to when you hire another, let's say, employee or... or so you want them, people that are excellent. So you, you mentioned, right? So 0.9, Sofina, GA, Index, they are really, really good at what they do. And they are, let's say investors that are patient so they can support us across many years right or along many years so it's it's not like people who would invest and think well let's do this in a couple of years or no they have been with us some of them since 2013 some of them since 2015 some of them since 2017 so many many years right they understand the stage we are in and where we are headed they understand the company they understand the stage they can support that stage, right? And what's coming. And finally, this is a community that, let's say, with, with dynamics. And so uh, having very constructive, positive dynamics is important. So you want to add somebody always and think of that community as a constructive community, additive community, not somebody that might disrupt that community, right? Mm -hmm. So that's also very important for us adding somebody that is not going to disrupt, but that will act and continue being that partner and construct from there. Excellent. We're coming up on time. I like to end with two questions. One is, can you tell us about a person who has had a profound influence on you? This is one of those questions that are not easy, uh, similar to your best dish or your best song or your best movie, because it depends on the situation. So depending on the situation, I go back to what would this person or that person think or approach? How would that person approach the situation? What would that person do about it, right? And so it depends on, on the circumstance. I read a lot. I can think of board members that I have. Every one of them has a role in my head, and then I would go to one or the other. But let's say if I am very, very going down to who I am as a person, I would say my parents. Again, it's not one, it's two. But I have the work ethic. I have that sense of responsibility. I have that appreciation for building business in the best way that I can and companies in the best way that I can, thanks to them, 
right? So back in the Spain of the 1960s and 70s, they had to start their own businesses. And I remember in our lunch and dinner tables, them talking about the good and the bad things, the concerns and the celebrations. And I think that since I was a very small kid, thinking about that shaped what I just said, the sense of responsibility to do the best and build the best company possible, that sense of uh, work ethic, right? To make sure that that happens, no stone left unturned. And so I, I, I am who I am thanks to my parents. Maybe that's the biggest influence. Last question. Can you tell us about a cause, endeavor, or charity that you are passionate about? Uh, well, two things maybe come to mind, which is also a bit related to the previous. So one, I think companies are a force for good. The bigger the company, the more positive impact it can have. We at Typeform, for instance, we are part of this 1% pledge. Back in the COVID years, we gave away, I think it was like maybe 1,600, a bit more, 1,650 free Typeform vouchers, let's say, to use Typeform for free to ONGs and other initiatives that wanted to use Typeform to fight against COVID, right? So from getting feedback from people in different areas, etc. So I think companies are a force for good. The other thing is I remember when I left my first employer back in 2003, for personal reasons, I wanted to live in Barcelona with what is today my wife and was going to be my wife at that point. And we wanted to live there and we couldn't find any interesting job. So I became a freelancer for seven years. I created my own job because I couldn't find something that fitted my interest. And so back then I thought, I hope one day when we have kids, we have one daughter and they finish studying. And, and if they want to work here, I hope it's going to be possible, right? And they have interesting options. So I think of these positive externalities of businesses, specifically in many places, the tech ecosystem can provide that better place to work with a better salary that helps people, you know, learn, engage with interesting professional careers. And through those salaries also, I don't know, pay mortgages, buy houses, uh, go to restaurants, right? And provide opportunity, provide opportunity for everyone, right? Uh, positive externality. So what I do also is give my time as much as possible make sure that the companies I work for, like Social Point or now Typeform, are inspirational for others. And then also, let's say, give them my time to the extent that is possible, make myself available so that if I can add a grain of salt in this ecosystem and make this ecosystem more successful and, and bigger, whether this is the Barcelona ecosystem or the European ecosystem, or now I live in in the US, in the Bay Area. And well, here there's a lot of uh, excellent professionals. But in any case, if I can contribute to create more opportunity, that's how I think about that. It's a great note to end on. Uh, Kim, thank you again so much for taking the time. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you, RJ. I loved it. Thank you so much.